0: Kia ora and welcome to Insight, I'm Philippa Tolley. Today, can we ever make a day to mark the New Zealand wars a truly national event? In 2015, students from Ōterahonga College presented a petition at Parliament calling for a National Day of Remembrance. The then-government supported the idea and gave the job to iwi leaders to decide on an appropriate day. And the day they chose was October the 28th. But in 2017, the day came and went with no commemoration. Shannon Hanui-Thompson was at the First Day of Remembrance a few weeks ago on a date picked by the host in Te Tai She explores if the idea of a national day is ever going to get off the ground and if New Zealand is ready to really explore its own history.
1: The first national commemorations of the New Zealand wars. Te Pū Take o Teriri. Were held in the Bay of Islands. The Remembrance Day started on Mikey Hill with the raising of the Te flag on the pole made famous by Ngapuhi Chief Hone Heke, who chopped down the pole flying the Union Jack on three occasions in a symbolic gesture against British rule. Then a procession of hundreds walked through the streets of Kororāreka, Russell, stopping at Christ Church for a prayer. The church walls still scarred by the battles with bullet holes.
2: War! War!
1: The march retraced the steps of those who were part of a conflict 173 years ago on March 11th. Only 5 years after the signing of Te Tiriti o Waitangi, a haka porphyry onto Haratū Marae gave voice to some of the anguish and anger of the battles. <laughs> On that day, the streets of Russell became a war zone. Things had been simmering in the Bay of Islands for a long, long time, and
3: everybody knows that Russell, Kororareka, was at the time called the Hell Hole of the Pacific.
1: Ngati Hine leader Peter Tipene talks about what happened on that day, 173 years ago. Kawiti and
3: Pumuka attacked Kororareka from the southern end of the town, and while that caused the diversion, Honeheke went up Mikey Hill and cut down the flag. Now the battle raged around the church pretty much all day and there was a lot of loss of life. But eventually the town of Kororareka was uh, evacuated and everyone left by sea and evacuated down to Auckland where they stayed until reinforcements came from Sydney and then the battles really began.
1: Five years after the signing of Te Tiriti o Waitangi, Rangatira of the North were unhappy with how they were being treated. They were stopped from trading and prevented from entering places where they once roamed freely. Peter Tipine says his tupuna or ancestor, Te Ruki Kawati, new war was coming. He was quoted by the missionaries as saying,
3: if I sign this treaty, I will soon no longer be able to paddle my waka where I usually paddled my waka I envisaged that I will be fired upon so five years later he could see that that was very well coming true and he wasn't prepared to accept it. He was willing to fight die and put the uh, the lives of his people at risk to uphold his sovereignty and the sovereignty of his people.
1: It was stories and history like this that were shared during the first national commemorations hosted by Ngāpuhi. A small group of people had worked hard to make the first National Day of Remembrance happen, to not only pay tribute to those who died, but also to share their stories so they are never forgotten and New Zealand's history is taught, spoken and written about. (laughs) During the commemoration events held at Marai in Waitangi, people were bussed to the battle sites of Ōhāwai and Ōapekapeka, and those attending heard from the descendants of soldiers and chiefs who fought in those two battles.
2: Looked like pretty straightforward to
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> Edward Clark shared stories about his tupuna, Penny Taui, who fought at Wai Pa to a packed Farinui at Ngā Whamarae.
2: After this part, he ordered the attack on the Pali and unwittingly attacked the strongest and the oldest part of it. The battle lasted eight minutes and British soldiers fell right, left, taking far heavier losses than the other side did.
1: Hirini Henare, a descendant not just of Kawati, but also of the British Lieutenant-Colonel Robert Wynyard, he shared stories at Peka Peka Pa of those who lived and died there during the 10-day battle.
2: And the next day, in came the shell. And one of the very first shells landed at the mouth of that cannon there. As you can see, it blew the mouth off. <laughs>
1: During the site visit to Doa Pekapeka Pa, I spoke to Aorangi Kawati, a descendant of the chief Kawati. She said she spent a lot of time as a child playing at the pa and the remains of what is left of the trenches. She says the commemorations have been freeing and healing. We've
4: been through the Waitangi Tribunal process and we've laid out our nawe before the crown and we've, we've spoken out those deep mamai from deep inside of us. Um, and let out, um, vented some of that um, fury that's come from intergenerational grief and pain and loss and to know that uh, we d- we speak, we heard and that people believe us and that they want to hear our evidence of what life was like for us and how these uh, events have affected us over time and that there's hope for our, our future, for our tamariki and our mokopuna
1: at Haratumarai, people shared their connections to those who had died in the battles, including the Māori Crown Relations Minister, Calvin Davis.
5: I'm the descendant of uh, Governor Hobson, Governor Fitzroy, Governor Gray. And, but also, what makes it unique is that I stand here as a direct descendant of Whetoi Pōmare, signatory of the Treaty of Waitangi, whose pa up at Otuehu there, Uh, A couple of days after this battle at Kororāreka 173 years ago was destroyed and plundered by the British troops. So I stand here with uh, my foot on both sides of the
1: fence. Also attending were the students from Otorahanga College who led the petition calling for a National Day of Remembrance. They shared their sadness of not knowing their own history. Waimarama Anderson says it was a trip to the Ōrākau and Angi field battle sites in the Waikato area which led her and Leah Bell to take action.
6: We witnessed the grief of our elders. We realised that it was shameful that we didn't know our connections with such formative history. We were learning about parallel events far away but we did not know anything at all about what had happened in our own backyard. We heard Matua Papa and Niktu Whangai say that for years our old people had tried to have this historical history reality addressed. To no avail, we felt their grief. We knew in that instant
1: we had to do something. That's when our petition was born. The students from Ōtarahanga College aren't alone. Many New Zealanders don't know much about the wars and conflicts that occurred here in their own backyard. Once called the Land Wars, the battles and conflicts that occurred from 1843 to 1916 were a face-off between Māori and the British and their Māori Allied troops. They're called the New Zealand Wars because the battles were about more than land. For many on both sides, it was about authority and sovereignty – after the battle at Rua Pika, Pika pa, British and colonial troops moved south to Wellington, Taranaki, Waikato, Te Uruwera, Tauranga, or Pōtiki and the East Coast. The New Zealand historian James Bellich examined and presented a new version of the New Zealand wars to the nation in his 1998 television series.
5: For many years, New Zealanders had a sense that their country had no history real history we were told happened overseas for some reason we failed to confront our own past as a young university student in the 1970s i shared this historical amnesia i did seven history courses in my b.a degree not one of them in the history of my
3: own country
1: Along with the likes of Vincent O'Malley, James Bellich and some academic historians published new histories which included for the first time the voice of iwi and hapū. The rewriting of history was confronting for many, but a long time coming for Māori. You're with Insight, I'm Shannon Honui thompson and you're listening to a programme exploring the idea of a national day to commemorate the New Zealand wars. Iwi and Hapu have been reciting their stories of the wars. Many waiata and Hakka were composed during those battles. During the site visit to Ohio Pa, Edward Clark from Nga Whamarai recited the words of a haka which Māori warriors chanted after their victory. E te ua
2: wai, E te ua wai. O sons of strenuous might, O sons of warrior strength, <coughs> behold the trophy in my hand. Fruit of the battle strife, the head of the greedy cormorant that haunts the ocean shore. To battle, to battle, to battle, to battle.
1: And this is the haka performed 173 years later on the Day of Remembrance in Kororareka. For years, even before the petition, many iwi have been commemorating their tupana who were killed in those battles. It was at those regional commemorations where the idea for a National Day of Remembrance started.
5: Orako is Orako. We have our day every year. But it was also important that all sites have an opportunity to come together.
1: Kafia Temurahi is a member on Tepu Takeo Teriri National Advisory Panel. He was also a founding member of the Ó Heritage Society, set up in 2010. Its main purpose was to organise the 150th commemorations of the Battle of Oraco in 2014. It was while organising those commemorations, the idea of a National Remembrance Day was discussed.
5: To share in the pain, to share the memory, to share the experience, to share the opportunity as to what can we do with this particular kaupapa. And based on a, a support of the support of the working group, we, we were able to put that into our founding constitution as one of our key drivers or objectives. So these conversations were um, just amongst four or five people um, held in Littlehui. So we, we founded the, the organisation, registered in the following year, and every year thereafter, we promoted the idea of a national day
1: the idea of a national day was something Kafia Temurahi and his small team wanted to turn into a reality.
5: The particular interest of the society involves the care, preservation and promotion of the Oraku battle site and the story and interpretation of the Oraku battle itself. We are also committed to promoting the idea of a national day of remembrance, set aside to honour and memorialise all Tupuna ancestors who died protecting their rights enshrined in the Tejo Waitangi and imperial and colonial soldiers who also fell during our nation's darkest days.
1: The idea started to grow and was being discussed outside of O Rākau. It got the backing of the Māori king, King Ituheitia, and the King Itanga, and speakers on various paipai throughout Waikato Tainui started to spread the word. Soon, a new term, Herā, give us a day, was coined. During this time... Otorahanga students Leah Bell and Waimarama Anderson had also started collecting signatures for their petition, calling for a National Day of Remembrance. Leah Bell spoke about this at the commemorations.
7: At the sesquicentennial commemoration of Ōrākau, Kingi Tūheitia signed a letter which became the first signature to a petition to Parliament seeking redress to this historical amnesia. The Kinging proved to be relentless in its support of this kaupapa. Fayana Nanaya Mahuta readily agreed to sponsor and table the petition in Parliament. Two years of hard work followed where we petitioned on the streets, at festivals, and to anyone who would listen to gain 13,000 signatures. We quickly realised that our people would only sign when they heard the story face-to-face. Hence, why 12,000 of these signatures represented 12,000 conversations face to face. We were overwhelmed with support from both Māori and Pākehā, but also met strong resistance.
1: In December in 2015, the students took their petition to Parliament, which was received by MPs from all political parties. Here is Waimarama Anderson on that day.
6: We want to remember what happened in New Zealand and all the pakanga, blood was shed and everything that had happened because it made us today. You know, so I feel really overwhelmed, really proud of not only me but everyone that was here today.
1: And just under a year later, at the ninth coronation celebrations for King Ituhaitia, the government ministers, Bill English and Maggie Barry, announced they'd approved a national day of commemorations. Here's what Maggie Barry, the then Minister for Culture and Heritage, said on that day. And we will find a day that will suit everyone because it is too important not to have a special day. And we will work together
4: in a spirit of cooperation and collaboration to find a suitable time.
1: It is important to us as a nation, at least as important as our World War One commemorations, if not more so. Discussions in a hui about a national day had already been happening, but a national hui was held where it was decided the day of remembrance would be the 28th of October, the day when Hefakaputanga the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1835. Ngāpuhi would be the first hosts, but the 28th of October 2017 came and went with no national commemoration. Peter Tipene, who is an Iwi representative on Te Pūtake Teriri National Advisory Panel, says Ngāpuhi decided as the first hosts it wasn't the appropriate date for them.
3: The 28th of October in the eyes of or the minds and hearts of the people in Tai is a very special date, and that was the signing of He Fakaputanga, the Declaration of Independence. So we said 28th of October is not appropriate for us, given that we're the first hosts and we chose March the 11th, and March the 11th was the day that uh, Kororareka Russell was attacked in 1845. So we said a much more appropriate date.
1: Kafia Te Murahi, the other Iwi representative on Te Pūtake o Te Riri National Advisory Panel, says Ngāpuhi had to do what was right for them, and time was also a big factor.
5: Ngāpuhi required, or the people of the north required some time to get their head around the 28th of October, and I think there were some concerns in, in the north uh, that this may not, for them, be an appropriate day because of Te Whakapūtangu. And that is absolutely appropriate for you know for the north to be saying that. It took us four years to prepare for our 150th, and we needed four years, you know, to do a good job.
1: Despite his support of Ngapuhi's decision to change the date, Mr. Murahi still believes the national day should be held on the 28th of October.
5: My view is clear: the day of the 20th of October came through a process of sites. And, and I'm happy that we maintain that mana because without that direction, we would not have a day. And let's be very clear. Now, all the regions have the opportunity to commemorate their days. You know, we do that in, in April at Raka. Um Rangariri does it. Uh, battle sites all around the country do it on those days that are appropriate for them. However, the national day is not about one site. It's about having the opportunity for all of our sites to come together on one day and share.
1: The new Minister of Māori Development, Nanaia Mahuta, says it was for iwi to decide the appropriate date, not her or the government. That's a debate
4: that um, must be uh, led uh, and uh, driven uh, by, by iwi. Uh, because ultimately they're carrying this story, and uh, with uh, the government of the day uh, trying to uh, support and set in context what that could provide. Um, but the main thing is, and, and if I was to understand the aspiration of um, what was trying to be, be achieved, is it, we needed a, uh, a moment in time, uh, let's put it that way, a moment in time to be able to say the New Zealand wars are just as significant
1: as the wars that occurred in other countries. At the Remembrance Day in Russell, the Modi or spirit of the commemoration, was handed over to the iwi of Taranaki, who will be next year's hosts. The Taranaki spokesperson, Ruakere Hand, accepted the Modi on his iwi's behalf and indicated they will host the commemorations next year in Waitara, but discussions amongst his iwi still needed to be had to decide exactly what date they'll hold those events. But he backs the idea of an annual date to make the commemorations a day for thought and discussion throughout New Zealand.
0: For us to use the utilise the 11th of March, um, it's, um, it, it doesn't potentially carry the same relevance, but by choosing something like the 28th of October that has a relevance for everyone in the country, I think there is, is greater value. Um, I, I, it's, it's not up to me to say that it should be one day or that each region changes it based on that. because, I mean, if we were to take, take a day in, in Taranaki, that would be special. It would be the 17th of March. It would be v- virtually a, exactly a year after today. Um, but then again, you know, um, um, if we're looking for the whole motu to, to have a connection and to, and to talk about it at this level, then, yeah, perhaps um, Te Whakaputanga Rangatiratanga is the appropriate um, Context to place on that. There
1: is an initial four year, $4 million government fund for the commemorations. Each annual commemoration run by iwi gets $500,000, and another $500,000 is available for regional events around the country. Ninaya Mahuta wouldn't be drawn on whether they should be held on the same day every year, but she is looking at widening the scope of the commemorations.
4: What I would like to see is a resetting of the way in which we are commemorating and remembering the New Zealand wars, but also broadening out uh, the context for that because if we go back to the petition and the aspirations of those two young New Zealanders who said more can be uh, done in this space. They wanted to ensure that local curriculum uh, was uh, upholding the local history. Uh, They wanted to ensure that uh, perhaps uh, in in having a Remembrance Day it would create deeper links, I guess, into how that story is told region by region. Uh, And what I'd like to see is uh, something like a heritage trail Uh, Because in the Waikato, for example, in my own area, certainly in Taranaki and up in the north and out in in Tauranga, uh, there are opportunities to create a broader narrative of the context of the wars that occurred in each of those areas and linking it to tourism trail experiences, but heritage trail uh, experiences. And it's done in Europe. Uh, it, It could be done in New Zealand and it could be something that could really platform local.
1: The minister would like this idea to encourage more people to learn and discuss the New Zealand wars along with the National Commemoration Day. After the recent national commemorations had finished, Peter Tipine said he thought it was a fantastic start, but he would have liked to see more people attend. What needs to be different is that people engage in it as a national
3: day of commemoration because I think largely Pākehā were conspicuous by their absence. It's almost like te putake o te the wars and conflicts in Aotearoa New Zealand is only for Māori. Well, it's certainly not. And yes, I think over time, I really hope it will, uh, that it it
2: will
1: grow and become like ANZAC Day. Pita Tipine believes to move on as a nation, New Zealanders have to understand their past no matter how confronting it is. We really do have to move on as a nation
3: and, and understand those things. Some people don't even want to know these stories. They are saying, why are these people aggrieved? Why do they get treaty settlements? You know, why are they getting handouts from the government? Why are the Māoris looking so lazy and why do they fill the prisons? Well, if you really understand why, probably all indigenous cultures are in the, who have been oppressed are... Still in poor socioeconomic conditions, that there's a key theme running through all of this that oppressed people uh, 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 do not have poor statistics because they just want to. There's a good reason for it. So, understanding all of that, I think, is important as we move forward as a
1: nation. Something Kafia Tumurahi agrees with and believes this is why a National Day of Commemoration is so important.
5: I'm interested in a National Day where New Zealanders understand why we're having a National Day, are fully engaged in supporting the idea of a National Day, and are actively themselves exploring their own history, their own views, their own prejudices, their own belief system, their own reality in terms of who they are in this country, in this modern post-colonial context. That is more important. It's all about education, promotion... Um, It's getting the nation behind the kaupapa so that uh, others don't have to fight the Employers' Association and all the business people. There's a guarantee they'll be the first to be standing up against this idea. And if we're going to create a National Day and have the country torn, what have we really done? We want the country to be 100%, 80% would be good, 75% would be great behind the concept of a National Day that speaks to who we are in this country, not in Gallipoli, you know, not offshore, but who we are in this country, where we've come from and where we could possibly go to in the future. This This is why we have the National Day.
1: The arguments for a National Day to commemorate the New Zealand wars are strong, but each affected iwi also has its own strong case for its own preferred date. Many believe for a true process of education, reconciliation and healing, the larger National Day has to prevail. The nation will be looking to Taranaki to see where the future lies.
0: That programme was written and presented by Shannon Honu thompson If you'd like to load up some great listening, you can head to our page at rnz.co.nz forward slash insight, iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Next week, we hear from Eva Corlett about future housing to cater to multi-generational families. I'm Philippa Tolley, and that's all from Insight for today. Join us again next week.